everyone, I'm Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Dr. Kathy King and I want you to know you are important to us. We are thrilled that you're here with us today for another episode of Writing Works Wonders. Welcome to Writing Works Wonders. We're so pleased you're with us for this very exciting episode. This is episode 103 of Writing Works Wonders. And we're very excited because this is a special episode that includes a mini workshop on web design for authors, as well as a book launch for the second Writing Works Wonders book. So this is a very special occasion. And this book, Web Design for Authors, was written by yours truly, Kathy King and Cheryl McNeil Fisher, the co-facilitators of Writing Works Wonders. We know that you'll find it to be an exciting episode today, and we're looking forward to your questions at the end of the show. So buckle up, Buttercup. It's time to launch into the world of web design for authors at Writing Works Wonders. I'm Kathy King, and I'm so pleased to introduce you to my fabulous co-host, Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Hey, Kathy, I'm so glad to be here. Kathy is the master of the universe. And in this book, you'll find out why she is quite a something. And also my friend. I'm so grateful to be here with you, Kathy. First off, Kathy, what is your background in web design? And how has that changed? Or what is different today compared to all that you've done in these past years and years and years? That's a really good question, Cheryl. (laughs) (laughs) She modified the question I put in there, folks. I've done web design as part of my consulting work since the beginning of the web. I designed the first websites for a couple of universities, actually, way back at the dawn of the web. Of course, that was in HTML. And I can't figure out how many websites I've developed over the years for companies, universities, individuals, authors, you name it, consultants, all sorts of different folks and companies, organizations, nonprofits, somewhere between 50 and 100, somewhere in there. And what's exciting about this is that during that time, in the early days of the web, I'd say the first 10 years or so, It was HTML code or special software, and you needed a technical person to do this for you and to maintain it. And then along came WordPress. And I was a techie, and I thought, oh, no, WordPress can't take care of this. Well, I am a convert, I'm here to say, because what I love about WordPress, and I discovered this about 10 years ago, is I could design the website with the client and then turn it over to them to maintain it. No longer did you need a professional to update and maintain your website, even in some cases design it. WordPress has become more and more friendly as years have gone on. And that's the exciting part about it, that we can have true control of our site and uh, not have to spend thousands of dollars necessarily for a high-end professional to develop it for us and maintain it, you know, just the costs of it. And so this is the real change. Now, the thing that happened four years ago, those that have been with us on the show, is a major site loss. Um, I'd been fully sighted before then. And so, bam, I'm in the world of low vision. And two years ago, I lost more of my sight and very limited vision. 
And so now I'm introduced to assistive technology much more than I had been before, even though I'd been a proponent and spoke about it. Now I was living it and designing websites as a low vision designer and designing them uh, for several organizations serving the blind and low vision communities. And so this highlighted some new needs to me during that experience. And Cheryl's been a big part of this with me along that journey. Kathy, I just encourage you that you can do it. You are such a wealth of knowledge that you've been sharing with all of us. And that brings me to question two. Why did we write this book? There's two major focuses of the book. One is websites for authors. There's really not much written on this topic. And then you narrow it down to WordPress. And this book is specifically written about navigating WordPress, although you can read it and get fundamental design uh, direction and information for any platform through it. But it's going to walk you through WordPress. Uh, So one is the need for something to be written for authors specifically, because we've heard over and over on our show about people needing a website. And Cheryl and I both know and Other professional authors know, published authors know that the power of having your own website, the the tremendous need. So there's that aspect. The other is the dearth of information about designing websites if you're visually impaired and writing about it from that perspective. Yes, there's a fair amount written about how to design for people who are visually impaired, designing websites that are assistive, compatible But what about when you're the person who's designing it and has those needs as well? So those are two major things that drove us to write a brief book, very straightforward on the topic. What do you think that people will find most helpful in web design for authors? One of the things is I think you're going to really appreciate Cheryl because Cheryl kept me straightforward and non-technical in my language. So that part of it is there. And that's real important because you know how techies can be. We can get very technical and people don't know what we're talking about and we can be oblivious. And so that's an, an important characteristic of the book. Another thing that I love to do in my writing, and I've written quite a few academic books. And what I try to do, I write unusual academic books in that I would write my nonfiction books so that I would have activities So people would learn something and then put it into action at the end of the chapter. And that's because I'm a teacher at heart. And so one of the things we recommend is that you can use this book in many different ways. One is you might read it from front to end, get an overview of what's going on, and then go back through and use it like a workbook to help you plan what you want to do with your current website or your new website or redesign or a future website and use the activities. And I think that's that's something people are really going to enjoy in addition to the fact that we're writing it from the perspective of very straightforward, walking you through why web design for authors is different and what you want to do, some suggestions in that how to make those decisions, walking you through and letting you make those decisions for yourself as you go through the book before you head to the next detail in the next chapter. 
And we build on those decisions throughout the book. Do you want to share some now of the major points that are covered in the book? Sure. The main thing is, is that we came up with a, a plan, a model for designing websites for authors. And so the book is structured around that. And the book has 10 chapters and three appendices. The 10 chapters talk about the stages, basically. Of course, there's an overview and an introduction, et cetera, where we're painting this picture that I've kind of described in this interview of the need for the book and, and how we're approaching it. But then we actually walk you through the model and the three appendices provide information like all the resources that we provide throughout the book. And those are also linked on our website. So you have a virtual page that you can go to and link to those. And then also the other appendices have keystrokes and assistance for NVDA and for JAWS. So that those are right there. You don't have to go look for them somewhere else if you're using screen readers, because we didn't embed all the keystrokes in the chapters. The main features of the book are walking through the different chapters and the model provides the capability to be able to do that. So, so what is this model? We highlight the fact, and this is one thing that I wanted to bring out in the mini workshop today, the need for branding, how important this need for branding is for us as authors, right, Cheryl? It, yes. It's so important. A lot of people, their first website, they name it after their book. And then if they write another book or if the if their work is based on their expertise, it doesn't exactly connect the two. So I'm actually at the point where me, the techie, I'm in the throes of redesigning my own author website because my career has transitioned from nonfiction to fiction. This is a mm -hmm. big week for me, not only the book launch, Cheryl, but I don't know if I got to tell you, I submitted my first, first science fiction short story for consideration. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting. And my website poses me as the expert in nonfiction, my discipline in academia, adult learning, and also my technology background in consulting. Well, I'm shifting away from that and, in fact, moving away from technology consulting entirely. And so now I'm reframing my website. That's in the background. That's who I've been. And I'm profiling my expertise as writing as in the foreground. That's the main message of the site is going to be me as the author in the foreground and then in the background, here's who I have been in the career that's built on briefly. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then that's the major branding part of it. Then comes, here's my work. You know, here's a short story. Mm -hmm. Here's the novel that's in process. But authors have to consider what, what are we branding? What is our message? What do we want people to get when they come to our site? And that's the most fundamental aspect to consider and decide upon before we move forward and start making other decisions about our website. Because when people reach it, they need to know 
what it is we're we're trying to communicate, and we don't want them to be confused about what we're communicating. That's an important aspect. Who are we? What's the message? An author that I know has built his website, and when you come to his website, you enter his world of fantasy. It's really interesting, and he's a millennial, and you walk into his world of fantasy, and several of his books are based on this world of fantasy, and you're walking into it. Well, that's a whole nother design, isn't it? You could certainly do something like that. And that's what he's branding is his fantasy writing. And then in the background is his identity and who he, he is and his background, etc. So there's a lot of choices. So in the book, when we talk about this first part, identifying your message, you're going to hear us recommend that you do what we've mentioned on the show a few times that you go and look at other author websites and say, who are some of the authors that I enjoy? Who are some of the authors in my genre? If you don't know, look them up. And it might be books, poetry, fiction, nonfiction, whatever your area is. And do a survey of them and say, which ones do I like? Which ones are attracting me? Which ones do I think might be of interest to my audience? And then say, what are they doing that's making that happen? And this is going to provide the foundation for you to make decisions about your own message and how to pose that message in your website. So those are some of the activities we give you at the end of that chapter. And so that's an example of how we walk you through the different stages the first stage is identify your message. The next one, we talk about design and layout. We're still not into WordPress yet, folks. Then we talk about selecting a web platform, which would be WordPress or something else, and selecting web hosting, which is where your platform's going to live. And then choosing and purchasing your URL or web address. The sixth step is actually building the site in stages, and we list several stages within that one. And then the final step is one that, that never really ends. As you can see, I've had my website for 20-something years, and I'm revising it now. You incorporate feedback and continuously improve your website. And that's why it's really important that we be able to have platforms that we as, as authors can update ourselves. Because imagine if I was paying somebody for 20 years to maintain my website. My goodness, that'd be a big bill, mm -hmm. right? Being able to easily update, which we can do with WordPress is, is a powerful feature. So that that's what I wanted to share because I know if I share too much technical, it, it's just going to be overwhelming and get it get confusing so we have questions at the end of the chapter to help even organize your thoughts even more right absolutely i find that that helps with organizing my thoughts i have it in the chapter but then you go to the end and you have these questions you can make notes on a separate document or something that'll help organize too Mm -hmm. your thoughts. Looking over some of this ahead of time is important because like you said, the brand and what name do they want? And I myself originally went with my first book title, you know, my Cindy and Sammy. And then I thought, no, I need to go back to my name. And it's never too late to do that. 
you bring up a really important point, Cheryl, because some of the folks on our call in Zoom, in Clubhouse, and listening to the podcast might not realize this, but you can have several URLs, several web yes. addresses pointing to the same website or parts of your website. So I mm -hmm. actually, if you go to Kathy King Author, dot com you'll reach my website if you go to transformation ed.com you go to my website if you go to dr kathy drkpking.com you go to my website they can all funnel to the same place it's not a do or die decision you want to think about your message and you want to think about your audience and what you're trying to communicate like my official name is kathleen why wouldn't i choose kathleen p king dot com as my URL. I think I had it at one time. I might still have it. I have so many URLs. But the drawback to that is it's more for people to type. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, people come up with different ways to spell Kathleen. Then the mm -hmm. P, people go Peking, like the city in China, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. So the, you're leading to more confusion the longer your URL is. So you also think about those things. And we talk about that in the choosing and purchasing your URL chapter. But you're not confined to one URL. You're actually renting the URL. That Even furthermore, it's not a once in a lifetime and that's it decision. Because you can rent it for one year or two years or three years. They call it purchasing. But I really think it's more of a renting model. Because if you don't pay the fee the next year when it's up, it goes back in the hopper. It's not yours anymore. Whereas if you had purchased something, it's still in your house. So I try to help people to think of it more as a renting model is really what it is. Cheryl, you know, you were an important part of this book in so many ways. And we learned a lot about writing together. But you've mentioned in another discussion we had, about how the book has been somewhat helpful to you as you've um, helped write it and edit it, et cetera, mm -hmm. um, how you've been using it. Could you mention anything about that? Sure. Well, I switched over my website from Wix. The great thing about WordPress is we, we have this note in the book that the authors do not make any money from promoting WordPress. I can access it so easily on my iPad and my phone. When Wix, I could not make any changes unless I was on a computer. So that was great. I learned the lot of jargon that I didn't know. <laughs> I can't, I can't for the life of me remember the one I I asked you about because when I was going through it, I'm saying, are you sure this is the right word? I can't remember <laughs> what it was, <laughs> but um, yeah. And I, and I learned the, there was different ways I was doing it through the app instead of on the website and the benefits of the two different ways of setting it up. Oh, I'm still learning. I'm certainly not the expert like you are. It's a process, but I'm a lot further along than I was. And I can go back to the book and refer to that to help me and guide me. And when all else files, call Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing about WordPress, at any point in time, you know, I look up how many websites use WordPress. And the numbers vary between 50 
and 70% of all websites worldwide use WordPress as the backbone. Okay. So that's what they're built on. And, and people don't realize that, but that's where we are at this point in time. And that means what for us? It means that there's a lot of community built around WordPress, meetup groups that yes. meet virtually and in person. There's tons of uh, technical and non-technical support available online, tons of documentation, video tutorials, et cetera, et cetera, if you need them. If you need them, I find that when I teach people and I've been teaching several people that are more visually impaired than I am to use it, I describe it as once you get in the system and you're editing a page, a web page or a web post, it's like you're using Word or Google Docs. It's just like that. And in fact, the hotkeys like Control B for bold, control C, control V, copy, paste, all those hotkeys work in WordPress. So the same way that you type in Word or Google Docs or whatever your platform is, that will work once you get in the system and you're editing your pages. And then you just update the page. We haven't talked about the nitty gritty that when you design a website, what you do is you have the host which is the server, then you install your copy of WordPress on it. Then you get to pick one of a trillion, it seems like, different themes to be the, the backbone of your website, as it were. Kind of like you have a body standing there and you're picking out the fall outfit or the spring outfit or whatever. You're putting a, a standard set of clothes on it. And then you, as the designer, get to accessorize and put in different plugins and widgets and things like that. Cheryl, you should like that analogy. You like clothes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I do. For me, and I'm sure there's people listening, it could overwhelm me because I didn't know the technology and fear. Instead, and you reiterate this in the book, that we can go back. Our mistakes are not permanent. Good. It's not going to go out there till we hit publish. But even then, you can go back and you can change it. So you're telling mm -hmm. me you want the master of the universe speech? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you give it to them. Let them know why I call you that. <laughs> so the master of the universe concept um, applies to writing and also web design. The, the fact is that, so you come up with a framework, you come up with your theme, here's my message for my website, and I start designing it. And I know I have a good idea of where I'm headed. But guess what, folks? You are being officially designated as the master of your universe as of today. This has come down from the Writing Works Wonders. You are master <laughs> of the universe. You're master of your website. And so you get to decide what's what. And if the master of the website decides, you know what? I don't like that color background. You can go ahead and change the color background. I don't like the way my about page describes me. You can change it. You are not locked into anything. When you find that it doesn't work for you or you get feedback that it's not exactly right, you can tweak it, adjust it. Throw it out, restart, whatever you want, whatever you're comfortable with. And that's the powerful 
experience of being on a platform that you can modify yourself is that you're free to make those changes and you can truly exercise that master of the universe experience. I do the same thing. That's the way I think of outlines when I write. And I'm not locked into them. I, I approach them more in a flexible manner than a lot of people use outlines. And so I think of myself as master of the universe when I'm writing too. But that's we the spiel. As, yeah, we have this as web design for authors, but anybody can use this. But because we are authors, the formatting save for my books or Kathy's, her books. Once we upload one, there's a, we've had them formatted. So the next one that goes up is going to be easier because they kind of, you already have your format. You already have some of those buttons that you can copy or, you know, so that's a, that's one of the pluses, right, Kath? Absolutely. And then the other thing is that, you know, so what do we suggest? Here's a real basic web site for authors, real, real basic, just to get you started. You want to have a home page where your message is, this message that I'm talking about, right? And then you want an about page. Who is this author? And then you want, of course, Every website has a contact button. How do I get in contact with this person? And finally, you want either works in progress or your books or poetry or essays, whatever it is that you write. You want a clear button menu option where they can reach all of that information. That is the most basic information that you need. And then from there, you build. You might attach your social media. You might attach this, that, the other, but that's the basic that you want. And just writing up that content, building that structure will get you a very, very good start. We also further in the book suggest other things that people do like podcasting like we do or blogging and how you would go about start doing that and integrating that into your WordPress website. It's very easy to integrate both of those and to connect your social media accounts. And that's one of the powerful things uh, about WordPress is that it has these little add-on features, which are called plugins, that go out. Once you install these little free plugins into your WordPress site, they go out, grab your content from Facebook or from the podcast feed, and pull it into your website for you. So when we post our podcast out on our podcast server, I don't have to then go and also post it on the website. No, the plugin goes out and grabs it. It checks for a new posting every 30 minutes. It's a busy little plugin. It's checking every 30 minutes and says, oh, gold, I found a new one. And it pulls that information in and creates another post in our website with that information. So you can connect your website becomes the center point of your media identity, which is really important, your web presence, and you can integrate all of that and it becomes more seamless and more unified, which is a very important part of our presence on the web. This is a book launch also, and people like to ask us about writing process. I know people will ask that question perhaps, but 
we learned a few things about writing together. This is our second book together. Our first one was uh, Creative Writing Prompts from Writing Works Wonders, and then this one. But this was a little different book, right, Cheryl? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the first manual that I've ever done or or a technical book. And boy, there's a lot more to it than when we just put in chapters. But Kathy and I had to learn together what was going to work for us in editing. And I that had some challenges, both of us taking breath because communicating with each other of what we're doing, how we're trying to do it. Thank goodness her son, we got two proofs that were sent to Kathy so that her son could look at it. Her editor could look at it and help us too. Maybe there's a title of something, a subtitle, but it's at the bottom of the page and it needs to be at the top of the page. In eBooks, that's not really the major issue because people change the font size and you're listening to it, et cetera. But in print form, it was an issue. And our print form is 18 font with 1.5 spacing or 1.25. That's thrilling for us to be able to have this in large print as well as an ebook. What we're describing, the, the challenges with the editing, a, a large part, I think, Cheryl, is because of our visual impairment. Yes. You know, if we weren't visually impaired, we could use track changes, etc. Mm -hmm. But we're both mm -hmm. visually impaired. And I'm further behind Cheryl in being an expert in using Word and pages and all for editing. And so it's more challenging for me. And how do we communicate that? But we work through it. And that's part of collaborating with another author is that it's not just content. It's not just product. It's also communication. And it, it can be difficult at times. And like she said, taking those deep breaths is really important. And we've had this collaboration between the podcast and writing. We've been working together two years. And I know. You know, it, it, it's a great thing when you can find yeah. that person that compliments you and has different skills and strengths than you do, but you still work together well. And so we're very fortunate to have found each other and, and have this collaboration partnership together um but now, don't make me cry that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted I to mention want to say, that because huh? most of yeah. our authors we interview are solo authors we haven't yes. had too many collaborators and it is different and yeah. when i was an editor for nonfiction, i had to collaborate with a lot of folks and and i had a and in academia a lot of people collaborate and you don't always find a great collaborator, Cheryl. So I'm very yeah, fortunate to have found yeah. you. <laughs> and I am too. And I, I want to say um, to you and aloud before we go to questions that when I was reading through questions and we were preparing for today, there was just this abundance of good feeling that came through me of love that just felt like, I just want to say, I love you, Kathy. This was, you know, that's how I was feeling when I'm reading this and thinking, Wow, look at what we've accomplished. So we've been working on this for a long time. And I and the main reason is so that we can share and help all of you and many more. So thanks, Kath. Yep. 
they didn't know they were coming into a love fest today. I know. So. <laughs> <laughs> there's, al- there's always a chance of that when you come here. <laughs> a party so let- or feel good lovey doveys. Or- <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to question and answer. All right. So first up, we have Jane Tolino. Hi, Cheryl. And hi, Kathy. And Kathy, I, I have valued this. Um, I have trouble imagining websites. They seem like a very big pile of autumn leaves that have been scraped together and are ready for burning or whatever. But you've sorted that out. I appreciate knowing a basic order. And Kathy, I think you should be KP for cleanup, King. (laughs) Cheryl, I'm thinking about you. How to get that in. But... um, I uh, want to know how to get the book. I'm not, um, t- tell me how to get it. Um, I, I will read it. And I very much uh, anticipate the value of collaborating. Um, I have a lot of writing. I want to do a piece a day kind of book, very short, um, thoughtful pieces and um, poetry. And uh, so I, I really appreciate your program today. Anyway, how do I get the book so that I can read it? It's available on Amazon and mm. all of your book distributors like Smashwords and Barnes and Noble. And it's in ebook format. And it's mm. also available in large print format. And if okay. you pull it into your Kindle, then it'll read it aloud for you. Okay, so I don't, Kindle, I don't Kindle have app, a yeah. Kindle, but I can get it from Amazon. And please say the title again. Writing Works Wonders, Web oh. Design for Authors. I will go find a print copy and get it braille because that's what I want. All right. I appreciate you. On to the next. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. You bet. Okay, next is TW. Hi, Kathy and Cheryl. My question is... When you were talking about editing web pages, blog posts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which editor do you use, the classic or the block editor? Because I wonder, based on uh, assistive technology. Very good question. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> it's We use the classic editor. We use the classic editor. We also are talking about, it brings up another point, we're talking about using WordPress on a server. We're not talking about using WordPress on a f- the free WordPress account. We're talking about purchasing server space and then installing WordPress on it. So it's, it's different. The free WordPress that is available publicly doesn't have all the features that this WordPress has. So this is the prof- more professional owned WordPress platform. If and I that's explained in the book too. Follow-up question: Then, do you use a plugin to get the classic editor? I have put in a plugin, but I don't think it's required. I I think I do have a plugin called Classic Editor. Fantastic! I think I'll go search for that. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm. Any other questions, Chanel? Yes, we do. We have Alice, and then we'll go to Brad and Clubhouse. Hi! Congratulations, Kathy and Cheryl, on this book that I think many people are going to greatly learn from. And I 
as a result of the prior question, I'll just add, I've been using the free version of WordPress for a little over 10 years. I'm still using Classic mm -hmm. Editor, and so I'd add that. But what I really uh, wanted to ask you, you said that the print version of your book is 18-point font. Last night, I did download your book and have been reading it on my Echo Dot and just giving it a quick read through and have a little left to go. Uh, at the onset of the e-version, the Kindle version, um, it did not say uh, about your publisher. So I would like to ask that because I know KDP, at least a few years ago, was not doing 18-point font. And I, so I'm wondering about that, if you would, please. And thank you so much. Dum, da, da, dum, dum, dum. Who's our publisher, <laughs> Cheryl? Well, I formatted it in 18 fonts. And I was the one that went through and I formatted. My children's books, the large print, are 20 fonts. And so that was no problem getting the print book through. So that, that's what's so exciting that we have some actual large prints. So I, I don't know what the issue was earlier, but I, I have not I have not even been questioned at the size of the font, as long as everything fits the way it's supposed to fit. So were you using your own company or were you using KDP ultimately? It was formatted in a PDF. So the PDF is formatted and then it gets uploaded into KDP and KDP will print it. That's... So it has gone through KDP. Thank you. Alice, I have a question for you. For the once you purchase the ebook, then you just ask Echo to read it? Yes. And she mm -hmm. did I read it right away. And excellent. Um, I was Great. very pleased to have access to it so quickly last Great. night and this morning also. Ultimately, I'd like to have it in Braille too, but mm -hmm. I'll go back and use it to sort of tweak my site and mm -hmm. go back and step by step on some items. So, so but I, I want to know when Echo reads it, does she read it in a New England accent? <laughs> no, she she reads it in an Alexa accent. Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I've read so wondering. many books through her that I know, but, and I, she does you justice. I will say that. Mm. <laughs> And next, Sean Barrett. Hi. Hello. This has been great. Congratulations to both of you. Bookshare will give everybody a Braille option. If you upload the book, they'll run it through a translator. And of course, that's not hard copy, but you can, of course, download it if you have any kind of Braille ebook reader. You, you can request them through your libraries because we are a part of Overdrive, Livy, and there's a new library program that's out there now too mm -hmm. and we'll look into bookshare for everyone next up we have lisa g hi congratulations on the book launch i'm very excited uh, i i have to tell you i never considered having a website uh page but now i'm surprised that it's eliciting my creativity and i'm considering it and i have a question if one was to make uh, put up a put up a website and put up a piece of writing that was not published. Would that then be considered it being published? It would be considered online published. 
And you always, if that's the first place you're putting it, Lisa, you always want to put your copyright on it. So how do you put your copyright on it? Just put a you, copyright, put the actual with the date? Yep. And your name. All rights reserved after it. Ah, thank you. Congratulations. Yep. Thank Excellent you. Job. Carol Mackey. I was very interested in how um, I can't imagine working with someone to write something the way that you two had to. Now, granted, you've been working together for, for two years, as you, as you say, yay. But um, how is this different? And, and what did you find cha- most challenging about it? That's just, I um, was interested in, in how that went. Thanks. We did mention the challenging part was the editing um, because it was more of a technical manual so that although there's writing in it and narrative and I explain things, so we try not to make it too technical and not too much like a manual, but, and we try to keep fun in it. You'll find some very little jokes in it where I'm trying to keep the typical writing works wonders joy (laughs) in things. So editing back and forth was a challenge, Carol, because of the formatting. There's a lot of bullet lists. There's a lot of numbered lists. So trying to keep Mm -hmm. things aligned. And Cheryl was in charge of that because of my limitations. And so trying to communicate to her what was needed and pages shifting when she'd look at it versus me. But on the logistical side, the way that we work on a project together is that we share word files We'll work on a Word file or a Google Doc file and then put it on Google Drive and say, send a text message usually, yes, I'm done. My edits are in there. Take a look at it or I need you to do such and such. And then the other person grabs it off of the shared drive, off of Google Drive and works Mm -hmm. on the file. And so that's how we Mm -hmm. share it back and forth. We'll embed notes into that file too. Usually up at the top, we'll put notes like um, go down to page such and such or in this section, I'm wondering about such and such. That was helpful because we formatted as we went along, but there was always notes at the top so that we were able to change that. But we had to get the the meat and potatoes all done first. Mm -hmm. And this took quite a while back and forth and also because of life interruptions and because we're Mm -hmm. writing other things and because we're doing the podcast Mm -hmm. as well. So it's Mm -hmm. not like we were working on this book every week. We've had this going right as soon as uh, the journal was done, maybe even started notes Mm -hmm. before, just like the round robin one is started, but I don't anticipate that until next year. Yeah, because we just, we want to be able to get our own things done and uh, life has a way of taking us around a roller coaster sometimes. Thank you. Thank Mm -hmm. you. And Cheryl, right now, what is the price of the book on Amazon and Smashwords? In Amazon, it's on for $5.99. And that's for ebook? Alice Massa is back again. Just one more quick question. I always mm-hmm. like to ask uh, authors to describe the cover and back cover of the print book, please. Thank you. The It's a solid color blue. It's a deeper blue and white print. And on the top, our writing works wonders is in a sort of like a script. And we have writing and then a hand 
with a writing with a pen and works wonders underneath. And then in big bold letters in Times New Roman or something very similar, it is web design for authors. Web design on one line and then four is small than authors. Under that, we have the visionary series in smaller, not very bold print, because that's what we're calling our series, the visionary series. And under that, we have, we do it with our eyes closed. And then near the bottom, it has similar to Times New Roman, Dr. Kathleen P. King, under her name is Cheryl McNeil Fisher. And the back cover is solid with white print, and it gives a short synopsis of the book and what we shared today with the barcode and uh, I think the website information. Thank you for asking, Alice. Thank you. Cheryl, would you like to share the writing prompt? I would. I'm going to do 75 words or less using the words yellow and yickety yak. You know, like that song, yickety yak, don't talk back. The other, if you want to add other wise words in there, go for it. Be creative. But for me, yellow is such a feel good color. So have fun with that in 75 words or less. Genre of your choice. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Kathy. Thanks, everybody. So glad you're here with us. And that thanks Chanel and Brad and everyone in Clubhouse on ACB Media here with us in Zoom. We appreciate all of you. And this has been so exciting for us to accomplish. This has just been a great accomplishment. And back to you, Kathy. Thank you. We're back on our schedule of the first and third Fridays of the month. Our next Writing Works Wonders live Zoom call will be May 5th, and our guest author interview will be with Christine, Christine Ansden, and Christine is an author of fantasy and science fiction, and um, her books include the Cassie Scott series, and so we're very excited to have her. She's part of our uh, community here at Writing Works Wonders as well. And then on two weeks after that, 519, we're going to have an open mic on Writing Works Wonders. It's been a while since we've had one of them. So dust off your work, pick out what you want to read. You'll have up to five minutes for each person. We'd love to hear you share your work on our open mic, 519.23. And then the first week of June, we will have an interview with a singer-songwriter, Sandy Kimmel. And we're very excited about that because that brings our writing into a different dimension. It should be quite interesting. Be sure to visit writingworkswonders.com for these show notes and other resources. Above all else, we want you to be encouraged, inspired, and enjoy the wonders of writing like we do. <laughs> we look forward to being with you next time. Thank you, everybody, for a wonderful show. Is there anybody that wants to read the response to the prompt? Marlene. Oh, good. Okay. This one is called 
birdhouse project. Tom sighed and shook his head, holding up a weathered hand. Hold on, MacGyver. The younger version of himself looked up wide-eyed. Huh? You know that ain't my name, Gramps. Tom waved a hand dismissively. Look, Ronnie, you can't just slam bang and jerry rig something together without a plan. Think of the little sparrows who might nest in your house. Would you want to live in a house just thrown carelessly together? The end. Thank you. Excellent. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. That was great. He made sense out of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us today on Writing Works Wonders. Kathy and I are thrilled to spend time with you. A tap on that button that says subscribe so you will not miss our show. You can also tap on the link for writingworkswonders.com. It'll take you directly to all the show notes and information that we shared today. Then you can sign up to receive the Zoom link so that you can be live with us when we are recording. You can also contact us at info at writingworkswonders.com. Our phone number is 347-467-0221. We also have a donate button. All donations go to technical expenses that Kathy and I incur in order to keep this podcast going. Kathy and I want you to feel encouraged and inspired and know the wonder in writing. And until next time, our friends, keep on writing. Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.